All right, the covenant is something that is really important. I talked about the covenant a few years ago, uh, making a covenant, a sacred covenant, and it all comes from the Old Testament. Well, good friend of ours, Andrew Claven, uh, he is a, an amazing screenwriter. He is writing The Covenant. It is a multi-series, uh, multi-season TV series that he is creating. It's the adaptation of all of the stories of the Old Testament, and it will use biblical stories of the patriarchs, the prophets, everyone to show God's connection to humanity in ancient times and his connection to us today. Uh, it's not being made by Hollywood. It's being made by KO Films, and uh, they need your investment. If you would like to help change the culture and put something of real quality into the culture, they're asking you to invest in this project. Go to CAYOTV.com slash Beck. That's KOTV.com slash Beck. bear good fruit the conventional wisdom uh, although we're defying and denying all conventional wisdom uh, conventional wisdom would tell you no a bad tree cannot bear good fruit well if that's true if you're a trained Marxist is that good fruit or bad fruit we have to look at the tree who was Karl Marx? Jim Simpson, an old friend of the program, is joining us in 60 seconds to answer that question. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, so the uh, Federal Reserve has decided to hold the benchmark interest rates near zero, but indicated that uh, rate hikes will be coming as soon as next year, and they're going to end tapering. Now, they're saying that the stock market is having such trouble because, oh, those darn Republicans. First of all, the Democrats can make any change they want at any time. They want to move the debt ceiling. They can do it. They just won't do it. Um, because they want all of their little toys uh, as well. So, stock market is plunging. That's one of the reasons uh, why, uh, because we are going to end taper or begin tapering and and end all of this money magic. I don't think it'll last long because it'll do too much damage, and then they'll go back to the game. Any any which way this goes you need to save your money. You need to be paying the least amount of interest that you can. That's one way to save a lot of money. If you're paying even 12%, let alone 15, 18, 20% on a a credit card that you have have run up, please roll that into a consolidation loan. Pay 3% or 4% and you won't believe the difference it will make in your life. Pay them off and cut them up. American financing can help you, even if you're just looking for a new mortgage for a new home. It's going to get harder and harder to get financing soon. Please call American financing now. 
AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Jim Simpson is a friend of the uh, program, goes way back. He was uh, helping us with uh, the cloud piven strategy of manufactured crisis and overwhelmed the system back in the day. He's back. He's got a new book. Who was Karl Marx? The man, the motives, and the menace behind today's rampaging American left. He has worked under President Reagan, H.W. Bush, Clinton. He was in the Office of Management and Budget. Uh, He is a guy who has an awful lot of credibility and has been around and has, because he's an investigative journalist, actually knows how to... um, Tell the right story and get the facts right. Jim, good to talk to you again. How are you, sir? Hey, Glenn. Great to be with you. Thank you. So, Thanks for having me. Uh, who was Karl Marx? Yeah, who was Karl Marx? Well, you know, he's made out to be this secular god that could never have done any wrong. But as I describe in the book, <clears throat> he is everything, everything that he claimed to hate about Mm. all the people uh, he was going to destroy with the communist revolution. He was a greedy, selfish, petty, arrogant, lazy, dishonest, two-faced, lecherous, bigoted, and he brimmed with hatred. He had all the ugly characteristics he attributed to others to excuse the destruction mm-hmm. he and his followers intended to inflict on the world. He was uh, d- deeply bigoted. He, ha- he hated blacks. He favored slavery. Uh, he called the proletariat he was supposedly going to free from their chains stupid boys, rogues, asses. He spied for the German government on his uh, communist friends for money. And despite the fact that his father was a wealthy attorney who showered money on him, he was perpetually broke and spent his life uh, depending on small cash donations from his co-conspirator Friedrich Engels, who stole money out of his father's business petty cash account, and then spent the rest of his time hovering over ailing relatives, waiting for them to die so he could find out what he would get in their wills. This was the real guy. And it turns out he is typical. Mao Zedong was the same way. Uh, Bill Ayers was the same way. The Castro brothers were the same way. These are all impossibly arrogant, greedy, selfish men who believed they had the right to own the world. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. All they were driven by, really, was power and greed. And um, the Marxism, communism, is window dressing. It's the marketing plan yes. to sell this monstrous ideology. That's what it is. It is when you actually learn about him, and a lot of this stuff uh, wasn't known. A lot of the stuff was was held back yep. by the former Soviet Union and classified. Yep. And yep. I think it was a Verona paper time that 
that some of this stuff was released, but nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to expose it. But it's it's all factual information, because I think his wife said this should be preserved. Yeah, well, uh, it, it it it's definitely, you know, it's available today. In fact, a lot of the sources, a lot of my sources are come right out of a, a website called Marxist dot org and uh it's simply amazing and you know there's still a lot of classified stuff uh stuff about the soviet communists and their various meetings but marx is just amazing just amazing the the truth about his life you know two of his daughters committed suicide a son-in-law Three of his children died of malnutrition while his wife was running around trying to raise enough money to get a coffin for one of their kids. Marx employed what one writer described as a loutish, libidinous, and otherwise useless secretary because he felt that uh, a man of his stature needed to keep up appearances. I mean, it's simply amazing. It's simply amazing. And this is the guy that all the leftists, all those Antifa folks rioting out in the streets, uh, claim to uh, call their own secular God. Do you get into um, his uh, faith or lack of? I mean, there's um, yes, there's evidence yes. that he was um, a tortured guy and and had said in his life i sold my soul to the devil yep. um can you talk about that at all yeah sure so uh you know they were ethnically jewish family but his father converted to uh christianity uh, became a lutheran so that he could continue to practice law in lutheran dominated germany and uh <clears throat> marx was raised as a christian and actually in high school wrote beautiful christian poetry it's really quite stunning i quoted in the book uh but when he <laughs> went off to uh college mm. like we are all familiar with he fell in with the wrong crowd some claim it was uh a satanist crowd you know uh uh, uh richard wormbrand who was a uh uh, you know, a, a Catholic priest who was tortured uh, by his communist government. I believe he was uh, Yugoslavian or Romanian, I forget. He wrote a book called Marx and Satan. And he quotes Marx's uh, poetry after he made this conversion. Marx wasn't an atheist. He felt like he should be equal to God. And I quote a, a, a poem right at the beginning of my chapter on Marx that describes that, and it's really a paraphrase uh, for uh, Isaiah, where he, uh, where God describes Satan. I mean, it's really the same thing. He, uh, uh, Isaiah says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the Most High, talking about Satan. And uh Mark says, I will wander godlike and victorious through the ruins of the world, and giving my words an active force, I will feel equal to the Creator. So, Marx hated God. You know, and, and I really believe, actually, most atheists, if they're honest, that's the truth. 
It's not that they don't believe. It's just that they can't imagine God would allow, you know, all the things to happen that happen in the world. And that's their rationalization. But I don't think I don't think from what I've read, I don't think Marx was you could put him in that category um, of of just can't believe that God would allow these things to happen. Right. He no. was an oppositional knowing exactly. oppositional yes. force. Yes. He was. Yes. He I think he actually believed in God and was trying to thwart him yeah. taking taking the opposite positions. Yes, exactly. No, exactly. Absolutely blazing defiance. And that pretty much defines his life and his story. I mean, all of his friends describe him as a man, uh, a destructive spirit whose heart was filled with hatred, one said. Uh, Engel said he rages without ceasing, as if 10,000 devils had caught him by the hair. Mikhail Bakunin, probably the most prominent uh, anarchist, said one has to worship Marx in order to be loved by him. One has has to at least fear him in order to be tolerated. Marx is extremely proud up to dirt and madness. <laughs> and this is the guy they founded their their whole ideology on. I mean, it's crazy. It really right. is. I want to uh, I want to switch from Marx. Um, let me take a one minute break, and then we're going to come back um, because in the book you talk about the strategies that come from Marx that are being used on us right now. And Marx, if you understand Karl Marx, it is all about hatred and and ginning up hatred and chaos and that's what's happening now uh and uh jim has some some ways and some things that we need to understand before you go in uh for an intellectual fight jim simpson author of the book who was Karl marx out today uh let me tell you about uh, blinds.com the uh, holidays are about gratitude and generosity blinds.com is grateful for you the millions of customers who have made them their trusted source for custom window treatments, which is why they've decided they're going to kick off the holidays early with a week-long friends and family sale with up to 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com makes it easy and affordable to um, get the latest styles, the premium materials, even convenient motorization. From classic cellular to chic Roman shades, they offer free samples, free shipping, free help from their professional design consultants, no misleading quotes or hidden fees. Right now, 40% off with a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. It's Blinds.com. Save up to 40% off site-wide now during their friends and family sale. Blinds.com. 40% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Jim, your book um, pretty much describes everything happening today as a result yep. of, you know, Karl Marx and and further developed by his followers. Yep. But am I wrong saying that it is chaos and hatred is the main strategy? Yes. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, and it's really, although obviously you look at Antifa and BLM, these people express genuine hatred. I mean, it's hatred for uh, things that don't literally do not exist. It's manufactured hatred. And some of them are foolish enough to actually believe it. But the strategy, the strategy 
is to in basically intimidation. I, I call it psychological terrorism. And Lenin was the first one to really articulate that. He said, um, <clears throat> we need to write in a language that inspires hate, revulsion, and scorn towards those who disagree with us. You know, not towards those who are bad or wrong or anything, to those who disagree with us. And the whole point is to intimidate, marginalize, and as we're seeing, you know, destroy the reputations uh, and the lives of people who are articulate in pulling these guys' covers and showing who exactly they are. They go out to destroy them. And so uh, people don't necessarily... go along with this whole idea that, uh, you know, we're white supremacists, we're a racist society and all that, Mm -hmm. but they're afraid to say otherwise because they see what happens to those people who stand up to the left. And really, nobody wants to be in that position. Nobody wants to be excommunicated from their uh, society, from their friends, from their neighbors, from their family even, uh, losing jobs. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's literal a form, literally a form of terrorism. And, you know, it was started with Lenin. But it was carried forward through the Soviet Communist Party, telling Communist parties of the world, call our opponents bigots, racists, call them anti-Semites, call them fascists and Nazis. And so they just keep repeating that. And over time, people start to actually believe it. And then it got brought forward by another uh, hardcore communist uh, uh, who (laughs) talked about white privilege, um, Noel Ignatiev, who was actually a uh, uh, Harvard professor, even though he did not have the qualifications to be a Harvard professor, he became one anyway. Ask yourself how that happened. And he came up with the idea of white privilege. We have uh, Herbert Marcuse, who deserves a book of his own, who came up with the concept of partisan tolerance. That is tolerance only of the ideas from the left and complete intolerance right down to the level of thought of anybody who disagrees with them. And so this is where all this stuff came from. And then uh, our favorite guy, Saul Alinsky, put it all together in a manual on how to destroy your enemies called Rules for Radicals. We are, I've been saying for a while, we are in a revolution, but only yep. one side is recognizing it. And yeah, the rest right. of us are like, well, no, I, it's not that. It's yeah. right. Right. Nobody wants to think of that because uh, <laughs> to do so really requires uh, a whole change in our, not merely our perspective, but in our lives. I mean, we really have to uh, get off the couch and really get to work because so we what, are what is that, our country. What does that mean? I know you, the longest chapter in the book is um, uh, all about Vaclav Havel. Um, uh, well, no. That, uh, well, that's I, one I, of the well, ideas in that. Chapter. Yeah, I quote, I quote Havel later. Uh, somebody, uh, one of my readers sent me uh, an essay he wrote. I, I didn't actually know that he had said the same thing, but it's mm. very important because 
his suggestion, you know, he was uh, the leader of Czechoslovakia after the uh, Soviet Union, quote unquote, fell. You know, he was the Czech Republic's first president. And he said the only way to circumvent the communism that is deeply entrenched in the culture and the society and the institutions, which is the same problem we have here, is to create a parallel society. And you create a parallel society that everybody will find preferable because what the communists set up is so horrific. Nobody wants to be part of it. They just don't have any options. But we have a very good opportunity here, especially in state and local government. You know, we watch how the uh, uh, school boards are being overthrown. And, of course, how the national government comes in and says, well, we're going to declare those people <laughs> domestic terrorists. Right. Totally insane. But, but we have to provide those alternatives. And as we do, the votes and the money drain from the left and go back to freedom-loving America. And uh, that's what we need to do, and that chapter describes at great length, it is the longest chapter with hundreds and hundreds of suggestions on ways to do that and the things, the ways that we should behave. And in, a lot of it uh, involves things that don't really require that we really change our lifestyle too much because, you know, most people just aren't going to do that. Most people aren't going to go out in the street and right. start fighting against Antifa. Right. Most people aren't going to stand up to this massive cultural uh, incursion that the left has successfully prosecuted over the last hundred years. So we need to figure out a way to, to work that harmonizes with our abilities and, as uh, Saul Linsky said, doesn't take us out of our comfort zone. Jim, I am uh, I am I'm going to pick your book up today. I'm going to begin to read it today. Um, uh, this is the kind of stuff that I have been looking for. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I know your research. I, I know, you know, this inside and out. And yep. this is more than just knowing um, where it all came from, which is really, really important to see how yep. it was built. But I am uh, I'm very interested in the solutions as well, because we better get moving quickly or uh, time will run out on us. Jim Simpson, the author of Who Was Karl Marx? The Man, the Motives and the Menace Behind Today's Rampaging American Left. Who Was Karl Marx? Get it wherever books are sold today. Back in a minute. is the Glenn Beck program. So if you're over 50, time to start considering what benefit group you want to join. Or if you've already joined one, was it AMAC? Because if not, may I suggest AMAC? AMAC is the Association of Mature American Citizens, and it's a group of now over 2 million members strong and growing. And the benefits are amazing. The insurance discounts, the travel benefits, all of that. But I think the most important thing AMAC does is their advocacy. We don't have a lot of organizations that will stand up to the machine, and there is strength in numbers. AMAC provides everything you're looking for, but goes above and beyond to provide a whole lot more in advocacy in Washington. Because you, your freedom is being lost. My freedom is being lost. Our kids and our grandkids, I can't imagine the world they're going to grow up in if we don't win this fight. 
AMAC is there on the front line. Join AMAC for the advocacy, the benefits, and the information, but most importantly, because America needs you. AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. That's AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. Brand new episode of Glenn TV tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. It happens right after a brand new Stu Does America. I would uh, like to publicly offer a job to Sage Steele. Uh, she'd be welcome at this program at any time. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we, 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 you know, we, we seem to be collecting some really good sports people. Uh, maybe, maybe it's time for the blaze to have a whole sports section, you know, mm. full of people that'll actually just tell the truth. Jason Whitlock having a big impact here on yeah. blaze TV. Huge, huge. And Sage is, is, I mean, it kills me. I want you to listen to what she said. She's in trouble now with Disney. Uh, Suspended. Yeah. I want you to listen to what she said in a podcast. Listen. I respect everyone's decision. I really do. But to mandate it is um, sick. Mm -hmm. And it's scary to me in many ways. Um, But I have a job. A job that I love and frankly a job that I I need. But again, I love it. I just... um, I'm not surprised it got to this point, especially mm-hmm. with Disney. I mean, a, a global company. Like- yes. Okay, so stop um, right there. That's, that's that's comment one. Okay, so she's talking about vaccine mandates. And she's saying, you know, hey, I work for a company and I'm taking it because, but I think it's it's sick and twisted that you have to mandate this for everybody. Yeah, she actually does the interview with the bandaid on her arm. Okay. Uh, because she, I think she had it that day. That, and that was on uh, Jay Cutler's podcast, okay. by the way. Here's, Cut, here's, here's a problem quote number two. This is what it, here's the thing. There is a fine line and I handled it. Like I yeah. didn't get anybody's, cause that's not my person. It wasn't my personality then. I might now a little more. Um, but I do think as women, we need to be responsible as well. It isn't just on players and athletes mm-hmm. and coaches to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had talks with young women who like would come in and they'd intern um, with, with me, with our channel or just other women who reach out to me now. And I've said to the, a couple of them, they're like, well, would you look at my tape? Would you do this? And I, and I've said, listen, I would love to, but the way that you present yourself, is not something I want to be associated with. Yeah. So when you dress like that, yeah. I'm not saying you deserve the gross comments, but you know what you're doing when you're putting that outfit on too. Yeah. Like women are smart. So don't play coy and put it all on the guys when we, and again, I'm not saying anybody deserves anything. Yes. But we need to be responsible as women too, because we know what we're doing when we put certain things on and, and then mm-hmm. return a certain text. Or you expect somebody's not gonna see you if you go to dinner with this guy? Like that's on us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's really problematic. Hey, by the way, have you noticed that they don't call the Fox uh, women Fox bimbos anymore? <laughs> no, that? No, I have yeah, they haven't yeah. used that one in a while. Well, yeah, once Roger Ailes stopped uh, controlling the dressing of the women uh all of a sudden they started dressing more conservatively and they don't call them that anymore i guess does it left does it you're a bimbo on the way you dress is that what it is <laughs> is that what it is yeah very, very interesting interesting point uh so there you, that's uh, clip number two that was a problem we also have one on barack obama uh, here's and if you don't know sage Steele, by the way she's uh, biracial and that comes uh, becomes important in this quote 
uh, when you fill out your census. I'm like, well, I don't know when the last time I filled out my census was, but yeah. if they make you choose a race, yeah. she's like, what are you going to put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. He goes, well, what if Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial? I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating consider, considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mm. mom and grandma raised him. But hey, mm-hmm. you do you. I'm going to do me. That's a huge problem, apparently. That's a too. huge problem. Okay, so here's what ESPN said. Now, she's apologized. She said, I know my recent comments created controversy for the company, and I apologize. We're in the midst of an extremely challenging time that impacts all of us, and it is more critical than ever that we communicate constructively and thoughtfully. Would you say she did? I, I think she did. I mean, she's yeah. trying to, to tackle three difficult um issues and controversial issues right and she, she didn't tackle it like any of the women on the view would have tackled any of these subjects right on abc's view and my under i think of, of thinking about it basically all of those comments she said really it's up to your choice yes she did but she wasn't yes, she saying did. she wasn't mandating anything on anyone Correct. else she was just saying look you know you got to make the choices that you think will best benefit your life now, I don't know if they know sentence structure um, at Disney anymore in ESPN, but they just said at ESPN, we embrace different points of view. Dialogue and discussion makes this place great. That said, we expect those points of view to be expressed respectfully. She did. In a matter consistent with our values. What does that mean? Wait, that just means you have to agree with the company? Yeah, that means mm-hmm. we embrace different points of view, but you're against our values. And in line with our internal policies. So in other words, we're, we need to have a conversation. We, you know, I'm willing to compromise. Just do what I say and everything's going to be fine. We're having direct conversations with Sage and those conversations will remain private. Now, according to front office sports, Steele was removed from the air yesterday because of these comments. She also tested positive for COVID-19 and will. But she just had the vaccine. What? I, I mean, she literally just had it. So like she it certainly wasn't uh, to the point the two weeks after your second shot. She had one shot and it was a couple of days after that. She will be absent from SportsCenter at least one week. She'll also not be hosting ESPNW Women Plus Sports Summer, which takes place October 18th through the 20th. I mean, this is just, these things are just, it's going to be difficult for these not to just snowball. Because once they out you as you're bad, you have no chance to fight back against these things. The the three things she said, let's go over them again. Mm -hmm. She said, I don't like the mandate. I got the the shot because I love my job. But and I need my job and I need my job. So I got the shot, but I don't agree with it now. Of course, obviously, this is what a mandate is supposed to do. Now, I don't agree with the mandate, obviously, but the mandate is basically supposed to take people like Sage Steele who would get the vaccine, but don't really want to and force them to get it. That's what a mandate is supposed to do. It's actually ESPN's policy working as designed. Right. You got someone. Now, I don't think it's a good policy and I don't think this is a good outcome, but you got someone who was hesitant for whatever reason to take the vaccine to take it because you threatened their job. So yeah, but she saying, took the vaccine, but she then wasn't cured of her skepticism of the vaccine right, or the, the mandate. It's a great point. 
Because the policy, in theory, is supposed to accomplish what happened with Sage Steele. But Correct. She, in, because she was not won over to their ideological point on it, it's not enough. It's not enough that she's vaccinated. It's more than that. It's right. falling so in line. She lose her job because she's not getting the vaccine, but because she got the vaccine and just didn't agree with the policy, but she did it anyway because, as she said, she loves her job, she's still going to get fired. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, and then she said, now, as a, uh, a a biracial woman, she said, look, I if I'm going to put a race down, I'd put both. You can't do that. Well, you know, and then someone said to her, well, Barack Obama is biracial and he put black. And she said, well, that's, that's his good choice. for him. Yeah. I don't really understand it, considering basically it was his white relatives who stuck around. Now, that, she's, that's just more of an offhanded comment. That's not necessarily how you would identify your race. But, it but is, she's just making the point of like, why? Right. Why is he identifying as black when his black father wasn't anywhere to be found? Really wanted nothing to do with him. Right. Okay. But okay. he had other things that made him feel that way. That's fine. Whatever. Again, she said, that's his choice. He can do him. So that's that whole comment. And the last one is this comment about how uh, younger women in the office dress and what what comments those might elicit and what what ramifications that that might have now it's one thing for you know some sports guy to say look at how she's dressed right it's another thing for a woman who has experience in the industry to give advice to a younger woman as how to how she can mm -hmm. best navigate that industry i mean you would think you'd want a an, a woman who, who is experienced and successful in your industry to give you advice Yes, as a, as an up and coming person, well, as to how to yeah, that's but you're talking about uh, being anti women, and she's clearly anti women. So now she's a woman is, and a black woman, but the, also is is against women and black, black right. people. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. She is she actually has a big supporter. In fact, we have the clip from uh, Kamala Harris. Here is Kamala Harris uh, commenting on this. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. And again, this is about. The fact that your voice, your perspective, your experience, your mm -hmm. truth mm -hmm. your cannot truth. be suppressed. Cannot be suppressed. So we have Kamala Harris on that. Uh, by the way, MIT has canceled the professor's lecture after videos and op-ed rebuking equity agenda. So he's he's not allowed to lecture because he has a different point of view. Uh, Kamala Harris had a statement on this. Here it is. Do you, do you have it, Sarah? Yeah. Unit voiced a personal. No, that's not it. Uh, and let me give you another one because she also had Dan Crenshaw is targeting uh, the Twitter uh, CEO, uh, the uh, Twitter CEO, um, after uh, the bullying of um, Kirsten Cinema. Is she's being cheered on uh, on Twitter, and uh, he says, "Boy, I mean, how can you cheer those people on?" But Shouldn't other people have a voice there? And and here's what uh, Kamala Harris said. I'm glad you did. And again, this is about the fact that your voice, mm -hmm. your perspective, your experience, your truth yeah. should not be suppressed. That's exactly right. Now, Emerson College is launching an investigation into uh, the campus conservative group after it handed out stickers critical of the Chinese government. Uh, in a letter sent to the president of Turning Point USA chapter at Emerson, the group is now being investigated for violating the school's code of community standards after an event last week in which stickers that said China kind of sucks 
were distributed at campus. Uh, it had the hammer and sickle uh, on the sticker, so it's clear uh, what they were talking about. But apparently, the Emerson College says it's inconsistent with the college values and will be not tolerated on their on their campus. Um, and they're standing against it. And of course, Kamala Harris has just made a statement on that. And I'm glad you did. And again, this is right. about the fact that your voice, your perspective, your experience, your truth should not be suppressed. That's great. And I and now that I know that, uh, you know, Sage Steele uh, has the backing of the vice president of the United States, who are, who she herself is black. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's great that the vice president would come out and support. And I'm sure ABC Disney who also, you know, likes a company to be able to have a diverse uh, workforce. Uh, I'm sure they're going to come to the conclusion exactly like the vice president did, uh, you know, as she commented on Sage Steele. I'm glad you did. And again, this is about the fact that your voice, your perspective, your experience, your truth should not be suppressed. Hmm. There you go. That's good. Huh. Weird. All right. Uh, if you're not careful, you're going to be standing there with a wheelbarrow full of cash going, man, I wish I would have listened to Glenn Beck and invested, you know, some of my money into something other than the U.S. dollar, like maybe some precious metals. Now that the economy has collapsed and I don't even know if we have enough to buy a zoo animal for dinner, maybe we can steal it. Uh, anyway, um, listen, things don't have to get that dire um as they are in places like venezuela to be really really bad remember the people of venezuela never thought that they would be eating zoo animals uh but wow look how fast that thing collapsed if you haven't looked out the window at the country lately let me just inform you things are getting pretty bad precious metals are important as a hedge against the insanity of the markets and inflation please call gold line today there is nothing more scary than what is ahead of us, especially if you are not prepared. Goldline is offering uh, one free Maple Flex silver bar with the qualifying purchase of $5 gold Indians this week only. Supplies are extremely limited, so don't wait. The, I, I just absolutely love the uh, Fed sees inflation falling below 2% target after the current rise subsides. Uh-huh. And uh, then you have uh, Jeremy Siegel, who is from the Wharton School of Business, say, expect prices to climb 25% from inflation. Gee, I wonder which one's right. If, if prices go up 25%, is your dollar going up 25%? Is your earnings going up 25%? The answer is uh, no. Gold is a hedge against that. Call today. Goldline. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There is an active shooter uh, in Arlington at Timberview High School. That's Arlington, Texas. And... Um, we don't have any real information. Uh, we know that a few victims have been taken to a local hospital, but that's all we know. Oh. Please, dear Lord, help us. 
please help us. More chaos. Um, we pray for everybody that is still in the school. And, uh, you know, I just was listening to one of the, one of the uh, news channels. And uh, I thought I had, I thought CNN, they had these pictures of the police running in and uh, the person that was doing the, you know, coverage said, look at those police officers as they are, are running in knowing that they are facing danger. And I thought, oh my gosh, for CNN to say that about police officers is obscene. I had the audio from Fox and the images from CNN. So uh, at least it's consistent. Our thoughts are with the police officers uh, as well. By the way, I, uh, let me just leave you with uh, a note to Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, she says on the abortion, abortion laws, quote, I repeat, no uterus, no opinion. Uh, Jennifer, I'd like to repeat, men can have babies too, okay? Apparently it's not whether you have a uterus or not. Men can have babies too, so us men have a say. Thank you very much, Hollywood, for giving us men that say.